Welcome back, folks. It's a, a lovely, a lovely evening, and it's episode twenty-one, and it's uh, some exciting stuff in store this week. We've got um, to cover some fixtures that were released for the league, which is always um, always a good one to see who will be pumping night in, night out uh, during the season. We've got some, well, one, only one new signing. We thought, or we hoped, for two. But we've only got one, so still not a complete roster. But maybe by next week we'll have it. Uh, some interesting departures, or well, one departure, but uh, potentially some guys we thought might have been joining going elsewhere. Uh, and news of a TV deal for the league to cover, plus any other miscellaneous news. As we as we like to do. So I think all we should. Part, well, all part of the fun. All part of the fun. Let's dive straight in to in the signings since last time we looked. So there's been quite a lot, and what we said we'd probably do is just uh, go through them and pick out anything that you think is of interest to the keen listeners. Sure thing. Alrighty. So we started with um, Milton Keynes signing there, starting to pick up business after where you could say maybe a, a bit of a slow start, but um, they've made a fine attempt with their next signing. <laughs> See we did that. Uh, a forward, Michael Fine, from uh, Esbjerg Energy, which, are that, they are a team, Scandinavian team, just going by the name, I'm not sure. Uh, Danish. Danish, right. Uh, uh, tw- well, he's a 27-year-old. It's not really had much in the way of, sort of professional experience yet, so I don't think there's any need to talk too much about. Him. But he was he was captain for for three straight years, uh, coming through the uni ranks. So must be a good, must be a fine player. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they, um, as I said, only had a few players signed up till now, but. Of course, quite a few of the teams, I think, sit on signings and don't announce them, so um, maybe fans are panicking, but um, yeah. they've got more more to come. Uh, they made another one today, which we'll, we'll get to. Um, next was uh, Yeri Gula, who's signed for Sheffield. Uh, a bit of a beast, this guy, stature-wise. Um, and uh, a one... A one club guy, basically. Yeah, pretty um, much. For the past, I don't know, 10, <laughs> 10 odd years or something, he's been signed from the Czech League, AHC Litvinov. Um, six feet three, right shot, uh, and 28, so I guess, as people say, a good age. But um, certainly they've added some fair size to that defence um, with Martinelli and etc. Yeah, maybe look to try and find an answer to Mikhail Gutwald. Obviously being Czech as well, so we'll see what happens there. But yeah, he does. He looks like a, a beastier boy. Yep. We've got um, Justin Hash, or maybe it's Hashie. <laughs> Not sure. I thought Hashie was a, a fancy name for a burger, but maybe I'm wrong. Clear Hashie. Um quite a cool name to be fair and yep. comes in with some good 
American Hockey League and East Coast League experience. Um, this guy, I think, probably one to watch, still pretty young, six feet two. Um, and and a D-man, really good point production last year in Denmark. Yeah, it was actually. It's averaging more point every other game, so yeah, uh, yeah, pretty decent there. Uh, decent stats. Obviously, he's played he's played two full seasons in the AHL, so uh, obviously got a bit of experience there as well. I mean, came through the came through the youth system uh, at a pretty young age as well. So, so obviously he's only twenty four, so uh, he's still got a lot to give and. Coventry will be hoping they can get the best out. Yeah, drafted by um, Phoenix in 2012, obviously Arizona now, but... Yeah. Um, Liam Kirk-esque. But yeah, yeah, a good a good um, signing there, I think, for Coventry. They're starting to look good, as they tend to do on paper at the start of most seasons. Yeah. I think every team's looking pretty decent, though. I think the standard of signings is definitely... It's definitely increased. And it seems as if there's a there's more of a sort of level playing field across the league, but yeah, it's, just need it's to wait and see what happens. Obviously, but it's massive, really. Um, we'd said yeah. that we'll do it. Hopefully, next week do a, a preview show going through each of the teams. But I think this year, especially, there's been a noticeable jump in uh, standard of players. I mean, last year it was good, but you're getting guys that are. Yeah, a lot of guys who were drafted in the American League experience mm-hmm. and also not maybe in the downward curve of their career. Yeah, true. Especially, well, the next signing on, on the list is uh, Janin Risling, who signed with Nottingham Panthers. Yeah. Uh, again, he's 24, 6'4", D-man, but he can also play left wing, so that could be a good... Uh, sort of utility player um, again he was drafted round 7 in uh, 2012 draft uh, played a lot east coast hockey over the last few years so he'd be a, another good addition to the league yeah a, a bit of a kind of spoiler for next week but I think going through Nottingham's lineup, they look really big uh, mm. obviously that's seems to be a kind of theme throughout the league. Uh, there's always a lot of small kind of skilled guys, but some teams are going really, really big in terms of defensemen stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they'll definitely be, be physical. Uh, the next guy, obviously, I think we'll probably spend a wee bit of time on. Um, and we'd, along with others, earmarked him maybe to return to clan, but... Uh, in the end, he's jumped ship to the, the east east coast. Um, Scott Arson signed for Fife from Sheffield. Uh, <laughs> I love that reaction. What else can you say, really? I mean... Nothing was even said. It was just, it was just a <laughs> sigh. What else can you even do? Nah, I mean... It's obviously disappointing to see... Uh, a guy that's been at been at the clan for four seasons to one leave for Sheffield, which is bad enough. But then the season after that to then go to Fife, it's just unbelievable. 
Yeah, it's, it's like the worst possible move in my eyes. Yeah. In whatever direction you, you choose. You can't grudge Fife. I mean, he's obviously he's a he's a top D man in terms of uh, racking up the assists. And he is, you know, he's a, he's a good defender as well. So it's definitely not it off there. Yeah. Um, I think that the news was that they they tried to get him last year, but obviously Sheffield are gonna yeah. gonna offer a, a decent package, and he comes with um, his wife and now two kids. So um, whether that had any bearing on potentially our offer, we'd said it'd be interesting to know if, if we had made any approach, but um, he'll be. The difference is probably the fact that Fife could offer a family-sized car. Yeah, that's that's the deal breaker. <laughs> but Why yeah, not? it's um, it is a, a shame to to lose him, especially to to Fife. Um, obviously, just looking at the points and stuff he put up, we know what he can do. So uh, here's hoping he's a shite year. Um, but I mean, I reckon if. I reckon if he didn't play for either of those, team, of those teams, he'd, he'd have got a, a warm welcome back um, next year. Maybe, maybe he still will, but as soon as the puck drops, it's Yeah, hit I time. think it probably will. It'll be the same as when Brooksy moved as well, went up there. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Similar kind of thing. But, um, yeah, we'd have liked to see him back, uh, but we'll we'll move on, I think. Um, right, don't need to talk about him that much. From all accounts, uh, our last defenseman will be will be just as good, if not better. So, um, quite quickly forgotten, I think. <laughs> I will see. Um, another guy with a cool name, Ben Blood. Signs for Cardiff from uh, Asat. Now, Asat are sound like Finnit, yes, from yeah, Finland. Um, again, another massive defenseman, six feet four. Uh, certainly not not shy to to uh, sit in the penalty box by the looks of it. <laughs> nah, I noticed that as well. Just looking at his elite prospects page. Although that seems to have been a a recent thing. It seems I don't know if Finn. Uh, in the Finnish league, it was obviously because he's size and they've probably thought of him more as a sort of enforcer type guy. But um, you know, his, his stats before that would probably suggest otherwise. And he's a sort of, well, I mean, he's, he's still by all means he's a stay at home D man, and I'm, I'm assuming that's what Cardiff will be looking to use him as. as yeah, well. yeah, I, I'd be very surprised if he if he gets as many. Uh, penalty minutes is that this year um, yeah. but yeah we'll see again drafted round 4 by Ottawa in 2007 so um, a guy who you imagine be quite mobile for a big a big unit um, but Cardiff adding to what, what's always been a, a solid defence so um, again I don't think they're going to be any worse this year Nah, definitely not. I can't see it. It's, it is interesting to look at when these guys were drafted and notice that they're not. Well, <laughs> I just always think of Rick Jackman and like when when he was drafted, 
was it not like 1996 or something like that? Yeah. So, I, I mean, that's just, it just seems crazy to me now that that would even be an option to sign guys that were drafted that long ago. But yeah, no, I know. Um, right, as as we've got um, a departure from Cardiff, uh, Paul Crowder, and he's also moved to uh, Fife, and I think he was quite well liked in Cardiff, and uh, so quite a good pick up for Fife there. I remember him for his long hair, um, <laughs> not really to otherwise too memorable as a player, but I think he was. Uh, one of those guys that they did quite a good job, third or fourth line centre. Um, you know, good good in the face off circle and stuff and contributed uh, about half a point a game type thing. Yeah. I can't I can't say I remember him too much other than as you say, he's he's sort of long hair. Um so it's difficult to really comment on on him, uh, to be honest, but Obviously, the, like the season before Cardiff, he didn't play at all. Um, so we don't—I don't know if that was down to injury or whatever. But, uh, but I mean, obviously, Cardiff can source these guys out, and he was—he obviously fitted well with that system and uh, did well there. And obviously, won won the elite league last last year. So um, no, I mean, Fife will be delighted to have somebody of again somebody of that stature, somebody's. You know, he's six foot three as well and experienced centre, so. Yep. Yeah, they'll definitely be. Uh, not sure if they'll be using him as a sort of top, possibly second line. But again, just uh, that kind of presence and yeah. kind of power forward type guy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, good experience, as you say, so. Yeah, a good one for them. And you you don't often just as a general point really tend to see guys move from the top teams to what you'd probably consider the uh, the lower teams in terms of league standings. Not necessarily last year, but um, budget wise, uh, you don't see that too often. But maybe starting to happen a wee bit more. Um, yeah, that's so, yeah. that's kind of nice to see that in a way. Yeah. Next up, we've got a. A signing for Manchester. Um, they've signed Evan Richardson from East Coast League. That was his first season in East Coast um, out of out of uni. Um, a smaller guy, five feet eight. So you can only automatically assume that smaller guys are skilled and fast. But yeah. maybe that's. Um, Putting all the eggs in one basket too soon, but um, no, I think maybe Finnies maybe try to look for younger guys that you know maybe coming out of college and uh, I mean we saw with, with Mike Hammond it was like completely out of the blue just how well he seemed to fit in the league and and how well he played for us uh, and continues to do so. Yeah. So maybe he's I don't know maybe he's thinking he's uh, you know like a. a a skilled guy that could maybe replace Matt Becker or something like that. I mean, it's difficult to say, obviously, but yeah, um, don't really know what what Finney's looking to build there. But um, yeah, as you say, like small five feet eight, so um, obviously probably be used as a, a skilled a skilled player. And seeing the the height of some of the defensemen that have been brought in, maybe 
maybe he's quick enough to get past them and stuff. So yeah, run skate through the legs. Aye, <laughs> um, diving through. Yeah. Next up was uh the the only signing we've had since last recording for the clan, um, and that was uh, forward by the name of Josh Gratton, who mm. comes in from, um, where does he come in from Slovakia? Uh, a country we know all too well, you could say, um, but predominantly played in France last year. Uh, a first impressions of this guy were. Um, he's going to be a an agitator, sort of uh, policeman type, protecting, getting fights, generally collect penalties kind of player. Do the police get in fights? They do. Oh well, well we've only got one police in our team, so real so a real one to be fair. One one real police, right? Yeah. Uh, no, I mean. <laughs> You only need to look at this guy to see that he's, he's <laughs> he looks like an absolute bruiser. <laughs> yeah, he's got a he's got a nice face. <laughs> yeah, I think it was uh, I think I'd seen on Twitter somebody put up that he's been in two hundred and sixty four career fights or something like that. So I mean that I mean that just that tells you all you need to know really. Yeah. Well not not all you need to know, but for the most part probably. Um Obviously, he's obviously. I mean, he's obviously a good skater as well. Otherwise, he wouldn't have played in the NHL uh, at a top level for for a number of years, and then uh, the KHL after that. What's worrying to me though is just looking at his his KHL stats. First season that he went to the KHL, he played eleven games and had hundred and twelve penalty minutes. Yeah, that's that's insane. In eleven games, that is unbelievable. Two fights a game. Aye, pretty much. Yeah, I mean it's it's hard to know. Like, obviously you got you thinking back to likes of Jay Rosehill and stuff who were probably had the same role as that in the NHL, but then came over here with the intention of taking advantage of bigger ice surfaces and stuff. Um, because looking at stuff like. in France last year, um, he he averaged a point a game, um, and that's that's a half decent standard. And kind of going back through the years before that, his penalty minutes aren't, you know, absolutely through the roof. Uh, there's just as you say, one or two seasons that sort of ring alarm bells. But then we don't know what what side of them we're going to get here. Yeah. True. I would say though that in, in recent years he's obviously seemed to have toned it back a wee bit and uh, maybe that's uh, maybe that's an age thing that comes with age, but uh, I'm hoping he's not gonna be the the guy that's taking two hundred and sixty five uh penalty minutes during the season. Uh, the the other thing that I'd noted as well that a lot of seasons he doesn't play that many games, so 2013-14 season he played 11 games uh, a couple of years ago he played 14 games so is he, is he missing games because of suspension or is he missing games because he was injured but like, in either case it's, it's slightly worrying yeah it's, it's something we'd have to go and check to, to get that exactly but um, 
I mean, in terms of the role I see him playing, um, we've got Fitzy obviously now, who, well, going by his interview and stuff, had had indicated that he was looking to um, reduce the penalty minutes and the fighting stuff, which is good to hear. But whether that will you know turn out like that, we don't know. Um, yeah. So we've got uh, Grattan, who will no doubt do a bit of that as well, because um, some of the other teams I've got. There's some tough guys that will stand up to him, but um, is he is he going to look to play more of a an agitator role rather than just um, going around picking fights? Um, who knows? Certainly hope so. But I think as well, like obviously there's those two guys, but you've got other players like uh, like Goodvald, you know, they will stick up for themselves and, and their teammates. So um, I don't think the responsibility will be solely on. Fitzy and Grattan, but remains to be seen. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. Probably the marker will be laid down in the first pre-season games, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, it will certainly be. It will certainly be interesting to see. Yes, he'll be steaming in, Bridging straight out there. As soon as his name gets announced, <laughs> skates out on the ice, just takes out something. The ref. The DJ takes the DJ out on the way in. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, he's the he's the only guy that we've announced so far. So one D man still to sign. Hopefully by next week that will be announced. Um, although I did see on Pete Russell's, was it somebody had sent a picture from his Facebook or something saying that everyone had been signed. Uh, that he was right. That a roster was complete. Uh, blah blah blah. Now I can concentrate on other stuff, whatever. So, alright, so he's maybe just picking, picking the right time to announce him. Yeah, or? yeah, I don't know. I thought they'd have maybe pushed it a wee bit today because the tickets went and sale and stuff. I know. Um, I was thinking that as well. We're kind of hoping that because then we could, you know, go in and, and talk about lines and and all that good stuff. But yeah, obviously he's only to tune in again next time for that. Exactly. Um, keep listening folks thanks for your continued support uh, as always next up we've got a, another guy for Nottingham in fact the, the final piece I think from the Nottingham jigsaw you could say I believe he was their last uh, signing and it was a guy who had previously played in the league um, Mark Hurtubisi I think is probably sure. close enough to how you would say it. Um, a bit older, but uh, somebody who clearly knows how to find the net. Yeah, definitely. Uh, played with Edinburgh Capitals, RIP, in a 2008-9 season. Scored 89 points from 54 games. Now, obviously, by all means, the, the standard of the league wasn't as good as it is today, but... I mean, you're still like for anybody to rack up ninety points during a season is it's pretty good going. Um, prior to that, a few seasons East Coast League, uh, so I came through. Uh, so I came through the juniors. Um, before that, but he's played across most of Europe. You would probably say, um, in between. In between spells in the, the EIHL, so they're obviously getting a guy who's 
who's experienced and uh, by all accounts from from elite prospects, it's you know he's he's a skilled a skilled guy, good hands and vision. So um, we'll see what he can what he can bring to the league. Yeah, good. Uh, a good year last year in Denmark and stuff, and obviously played DEL and uh, Sweden as well. So yeah, this guy will be good, and as we said, adds to what's already a kind of ominous, as always, really looking Nottingham <laughs> roster. Uh, yeah, they're always always looking brilliant at the start and tend to do well certainly uh, initially. So see if they hit the, the ground running. Right. The the next pair, and have to say that they come as a pair because they are uh, brothers. I'm not sure if they're. In fact, I do believe they're identical. Uh, oh really. And it's Sheffield have signed Matt and Ryan Rupert from Indie Fuel in the East Coast League. Um, quite interesting, I think. Maybe is that the first first brothers we've had playing playing on the same team? Not sure. That that could be bollocks, but um, mm, not not certain. Couldn't say for sure. Um, yeah, the two of them come in. Uh, with I reckon Ryan. Probably slightly better CV, um, but they were reunited last year in Indie Fuel. Uh, both having played for uh, London Knights in the juniors, and London have produced a lot, of, a lot of good players for sure. I think, um, not that it's really the best examples, but just ones I know. Um, I'm sure Arson was in that system. Uh, Salters as well, maybe. Uh, not sure, possibly. but um, yeah, both guys coming from East Coast League, uh, and it will be interesting to see how they got on. I'm sure they'll start uh, together initially. Yeah, we'll see how they got on. I was just looking there to see if uh, if the Tanaka brothers played with each other at, uh, at Hull, but they didn't. So that's that that theory out the window. All right, but, okay. Um. Not sure. There could have been others. Could have been others. Uh, no, the the Rupert brothers then. Um, aye, as you say, like one of them's had a a better CV than the other one. Um, played a few seasons in the American League, so um, obviously they're both talented guys. And I'm not sure though. I, I I feel like I've been a wee bit underwhelmed with Sheffield signings. Just because you would you would kind of expect them to be going for guys uh, of a certain sort of stature and, and stuff, and I guess they have done for the for the most part. I just feel like it's I don't know the the squad lacks the same depth that it, that it once had for me. Yeah, maybe. Uh, we'll obviously take a look in detail at that, um, but they're not used to having uh, you know only one returning import, so. Yeah. Um, part of their problem will be, you know, how all these guys will, will fit together. Um, but I think certainly they're they're going for a, a new identity and stuff. So, um, definitely some good players in there on that roster. But it's just, yeah, maybe missing the the X factor guys, uh, your Simon Cowles and that. But uh, again, all up in the air. 
until we till we see see how they start really. Um we'll get back to you on that as they say. Aye. Um moving on then next we've got Stephen Dixon, signed for uh, Cardiff Devils. Now this guy looks a player, I have to say. I thought you were gonna say there's definitely somebody went to Holyrood with that name. <laughs> we Steph Dixon. <laughs> uh, but yes, possibly, he does. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe he it's does probably almost certain that someone has. But uh, one of us guy looks, this guy looks really, really good. I have to say, um, started out coming through the juniors, obviously, as most of these guys do. Um, played three seasons in the American League, and then moved to the Swedish Hockey League, and played in the KHL, Finland. Uh, top league in, in Germany as well so he's played the top league wherever he's been and uh, you would say that he's, his point production is definitely up there uh, averaging a point a game in, in the Finnish league one season so um, he just shows the the calibre of player he is although you would maybe say that his latest season in the Finnish league he maybe dropped off a wee bit but it's maybe perhaps been harsh on him, but um, we'll see what he can bring. He's obviously got a, a loaded CV, so see yeah. what happens there. Yeah, I expect him to to be up with probably maybe their top six. Um, obviously, yeah. you've got Joey Martin stuff, so uh, how he fits in it around that. But um, yeah, really good career. Um, and as I said, I like to see guys like this coming now. Um, yeah. 32, so not young, but um, still, I think, got a lot to give. And, uh, yeah, it's good to see guys actually, um, albeit for other teams, but uh, considering the league as, as an option and stuff, it'll just bring the standard up. Yeah, definitely. Especially Cardiff as well, we don't really like to see Cardiff signing these kind of guys but no but they can that's what it is they can unfortunately yeah yeah oh well um, maybe maybe it'll be shite <laughs> well you look at uh, Ryan Petone for example uh, I could, I'd rather not well yeah maybe you'd rather not but uh, now I've said that I'm, I'm going to do it um, a bit, a bit old. Although, a bit older, th- thirty-three. So the same age as Steph Dixon would have been last year when signed. Just doing a comparison because our our insight is great here. Um, Steffy boy. Same kind of stature, almost better. I would say on Petone if you look at it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would agree. So many NHL games, uh, and like consistent points. I mean, a- averaging a point a game, more or less in the AHL. Yeah. Um, you just wonder what actually happened. Yeah. When he came here, but. So yeah, you do see that. So could be a similar guy, but you just there's that kind of ominous feeling about Cardiff always that they don't certainly not recently seem to get duds in the same way that we do. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, that's one way up in it. So, yeah. yeah. See what happens there. 
Um, just quickly, Adam Harding had signed for Milton Keynes, I believe, from Dundee, but uh, is now is not seeing out that contract. He got an opportunity elsewhere, so uh, quite a promising and good British player. Uh, I think was it Manchester the year before that, so um, fair enough. Other opportunities, more money, whatever. That's the way it goes now. Uh, Indeed. Milton Keynes though did did manage to bring somebody in, uh, and it was Ryan Lannan from Atlanta Gladiators. Uh, this guy, a strange CV, I think it's fair to say, <laughs> uh, was doing something between twenty thirteen and uh, twenty seventeen. Um, but then came back, was drafted by Pittsburgh, uh, a D-man obviously, so it's not really points points that you look at, but you just, you're wondering what what he did, uh, he did in those years, but then having a full a full season at East Coast under his belt, um, if he if he turns out to be a good player, then that'll that'll be sort of forgotten, I think. Yeah, I think so. That is strange to see that though. You don't often see a four-year gap in player series. Imagine, imagine footballers did that. Exactly. Imagine, imagine Ronaldo just was like, that, like three seasons ago, just decided, nah, I don't know why I play for for Real Madrid. I don't know why I play football at all. And then comes back and signs for for Juve this season. I know. It'd be weird. It's a funny one. Um, but then you look at where he did play, uh, top-notch uh, standard. So um, they won't really be, they won't really be complaining about the the statue of this guy. So um, maybe he was in, maybe he got locked up or something. Who knows? <laughs> maybe they won't be disclo- maybe, they won't be disclosing that. Yeah, I don't think that's something they'd publicise. Uh, very much, but um, yeah, we'll see. Um, again, a- another guy. Well, actually, just quite Liam Kirk. Uh, officially got a a contract at, at Peterborough. Um, which was good. Uh, I think the way they do their trial system or whatever. Um, he was uh, in the training camp there, and and then got. His official contract for the season there, so um, hopefully onwards and upwards for him. Yeah, definitely. Um, it was obviously great for him to be to be drafted, and it gave a lot a lot of publicity possibly to to the elite league, uh, which was for the for the better this time. So um, uh, uh, it shows that you know the UK can produce these guys and. Uh, hopefully it's a good sign of things to come in the future. Yeah, and uh, just rattle through the the last few, I guess. Um, another familiar face to the league, uh, Sean Bhutan signed for Dundee, having played in uh, Coventry two two seasons ago, and uh, Dresdner last year, who uh, we we'll, we'll see this year in pre-season. Um, but I, I remember thinking that this guy was was quite a good player. Um a mobile defenseman. Um and somebody that I think will do do quite well in Dundee. 
I expect him to have a an assistant or potentially captaincy role there. Yeah, possibly. Um, yeah, as you say, played played the contract a couple of seasons ago and looked looked really good uh, then. So um, obviously, fancied his, his chances again in the league. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. But there's there's no doubt that um, the Pasha will have him locked in as a top four top four D man anyway. Absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, next up was uh, a sign for Sheffield, Aaron Johnson. That's a pretty steady North American name if I've, if I've ever heard one. Um, AJ. But this guy has uh, certainly played in some excellent organisations and leagues. Um, NHL and AHL games, countless games, and then D- DEL recently. Uh, looks to Bags. be a, a steady, steady defenseman. Bags of experience, or uh, what? Holdalls, Holdalls worth of experience. Yep. Why is it bags? It's always bags, isn't it? It is always bags. Five P bags. What kind of bags are we talking? We talk about like the wee money bags. Not in this guy's case. Aye, don't know. We're talking about proper holdalls, as you say. Holdalls, big blue IKEA bags. Talking that size. Captained uh, in the AHL each of the last three years he played there, so um, sort of leadership kind of guy, um, and got his fair share of assists there as well, so. Yeah, uh, definitely a big, um, big point upside to this guy. Um, obviously, as towards the end of his career now, you would you would suggest, but um, again, another player that's been drafted uh, in the NHL, and by all accounts, he seems to be a, a really good skater as well, which is which is important now, I think, for for this league. Yeah, yeah, they'll definitely get found out now. Yeah. Exactly. Imagine, imagine our, our last signing was Jeff Smith. <laughs> it gets a weekly mention. It's brilliant. <laughs> no idea. I know. I feel. I feel bad, but it was not the best. No. No. You're right. Um. Then, uh, a guy who was kind of, I think, rumored through the Belfast Telegraph, Sheffield. Uh, kind of Twitter fight to be going to Sheffield but in the end he's um, ended up in Austria, Kevin Rain uh, from Belfast last year Yeah I, I was surprised how young this guy was I didn't realise how, how young he was um, just seen him play last year uh, obviously another, another kind of bigger guy um but he's 25, so he's got one season. Uh, the elite league under his belt played three or four seasons in the the AHL before that. A season in the East Coast League as well, so he's he's got that experience now. He's maybe looking to um, the bigger leagues around Europe and then uh, maybe looking to establish himself a bit a bit more there. Yeah, he, he is one of those guys, isn't he, that 
probably looks and plays older than he is. Um, but yeah, so uh, not ending up in Sheffield as it is. But uh, yeah, another good move and, and has played in good leagues. So um, maybe wasn't as as successful as a lot of people thought last year at Belfast uh, in terms of his performances. But um, a guy who uh, is pretty steady and reliable normally, I think. So uh, uh, not, not a backwards move going to Australia for sure. No, definitely not. Um, obviously, the departure of Kevin Rain, and then the next day, Belfast announced the signing of Patrick Dwyer. And again, this guy looks a player. Great name. <laughs> Patrick Dwyer. Not quite Bud Dwyer, but we're getting there. We're getting closer. Uh, but again, uh, <clears throat> this guy's got a good CV, he's played a number of years in the in the NHL. Um so the top level. Played in the USA as well at the World Cup back in twenty twelve, twenty eleven, twenty twelve. Um so comes from or coming from uh, the Danish league, so um averaging again about a point a game there. Um so yeah just you know Another one of these guys that we're seeing is get bags of experience, uh, get suitcases of experience, and he's looking to maybe, or for, for Belfast, hope they'll be able to get the best out of him there. Yeah, I mean, uh, as you say, looks very promising. Belfast always have that ability to pull out a a couple of really belting signings, uh, and I think this guy's no different, really. Thirty-five, um, but again, what's age if if a guy performs to what is potentially his ability, really? Um, but you could say that about your Rick Jackmans, etc. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's just a case of wait and see for these guys, really, because you don't know how they. They settle into the league and stuff, so don't know until we see them. Yep. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Logan McMillan. Now, we Logan, contrary to his name, is not the guy from X Men. <laughs> no, believe it or not, he's actually ex Nottingham Panthers, now Manchester Storm player. Uh, and I remembered him as like the the ultimate utility man. Yeah. Uh, played D and forward. Um, had a couple of years with Nottingham actually, but I think was quite well liked before moving to uh, Romania. So, a useful pickup for Manchester. Yeah, definitely. I think I looked at this the first time I didn't realise he was also a D man, so I've obviously skipped over that. But, again, you know, this guy... Drafted in NHL round one this time, back in 2007. Um, didn't play in the NHL, but he's obviously got a lot of talent to be to be drafted. At, you know that high, so yeah. Um, so that, again, it looks to be another another smashing pickup for the league, and it's 
obviously Ryan Finnerty's game there. Yeah, I think it was probably one that maybe Nottingham would have uh, looked to keep a hold of kind of thing, but um, yeah, no, good to good to get these guys back, so uh, a useful addition for them, Manchester, for sure. Um, next up Speaking was... Of, yeah, carry on, sorry. No, you go. I was just going to say, speak that kill to Naka. Speak, yeah, speaking of the wee man. Speaking of the, speaking of the man himself, uh, Keltonaka signing for Solway. That was a, that was an interesting signing. I think for us. For for them. Oh yeah, right. Solway. Okay, yeah, yeah, to pick him up. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think you'll, you'll score tons. I think in that league. Yeah, I mean he. I think obviously he he works in Glasgow now. And that was the the story from last year. We picked him up as a sort of Lee Esders style, uh, always announced as not icing, uh, but wasn't really there anyway. Um, yeah. Never sure when he was playing or whatever. Uh, uh, it was just the case of is he still at the club or is he not? Yeah, yeah. We always seem to have one or two of those kind of guys. <laughs> Yeah, it's always Lee Esther's, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> every season, every season, Lee Esther's is somewhere. He's he's definitely part of the squad, but he's not. Yeah, not even the same country, but still. <laughs> Richard Harden. Yeah. Um. But no, Tanaka was was a good player in the league. Um. I think. Yeah. Was. Had he played, you know, for us full time rather than working, uh, he'd have done all right. As it was, it was just a completely bit part role. I don't even know. If, I don't think he, he trained or anything. So, um, yeah, th- there wasn't really there wasn't really anything to say. But yeah, I think he'll he'll do well. And uh, so way that's that's a good pick up for them and obviously a good agreement um, with them working in Glasgow now. So, assuming he's still got that job, I think he he must if he's he's signing there. Yeah, sure. Maybe playing the weekends or whatnot. Um, so yeah, we've got um, next up is Martin Mazanich. I'm going to pretend to know how to pronounce that uh, with a wee, a wee ch on the end. Um, Sounds right. But a, a Czech D-man, six feet four, so not not short of height again. From uh, Zelina, who have had and given the league uh, quite a number of good players over the years. Uh, cough, cough, Scott Pitt, etc. Um, but yeah. Felix Pillar. Yeah, like. of course, yeah. Um, but this guy has got to be the ultimate stay-at-home build. Um not to be yeah. messed with kind of defenseman um, played m- most of his career in uh, Czech Republic other than yeah. last last season where he, he went uh, to France then Slovakia but um, I think a kind of vanilla defensive signing not nothing too exciting but uh, just <laughs> a kind of steady big guy I don't really know We've, we've had so many, so many of these that I'm just sort of round in circles with what I'm saying, and it made me laugh. Yeah, 
it is difficult when you talk about 30 different guys to come up with different ways to say what, what they are, what kind of player they are and what they do. Vanilla, though, I just, yeah, Vanilla is just a funny... No, it is. I don't even know why, it just, it just is. Describing somebody as Vanilla. <laughs> I quite like Vanilla as well. It's pure bland as fuck, man. Yeah, I quite like a wee, a wee Vanilla, so... Um, yeah, maybe I, maybe I like this guy. Um, but yeah, we we should maybe just categorise a number of these players in the. We won't even talk about it. Because uh, of Mag- sort of, Magnolia guy. Yeah. <laughs> cream. <laughs> sort of cream. <laughs> cream kind of guy. Aye. Red, ready salted. <laughs> we yeah. have bikes. Yeah, they're all in the same, all in the same boat, but. Uh, yeah, let's see. Let's see what happens. It will certainly be uh, pushing the wee the wee guys out out of the way of the keeper. That's for sure. Aye. Um, and finally, we, we've made it to we jambo we jambo crooks. Thank fuck by the end of this. Um, I know. And he's uh, <laughs> he's signed for Guildford. He's a twenty six year old left winger. Um, coming from the university system. Uh, so, will he be your next skilled uh, sort of Gabriel Levesque, Vinay Scarcella kind of guy? Who knows? Pa- such a pa- such a Pasha signing. I know. What's he doing at Guildford? Who knows? I've got literally nothing else to add to that. Yeah, fine. Perfect. <laughs> Moving on. Let's move on and uh, quickly go through the the fixtures that were released. Um, hopefully this maybe be a wee bit more um, exciting. Not that that wasn't, oh, yeah. but it just by the end of it, we were like, right, okay, it's another player. Uh, aye, it's another guy. So Johnny Vanilla. <laughs> we 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 time ready salted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the the league had their annual fixtures meeting which is well publicised as being not done by any sort of computer system uh, I think it's just done by everyone trying to fight for their preferred night and fixtures and times and whatever um, so the clan had their fixtures uh, released and just I guess starting with the home fixtures uh, did you have any general thoughts on them um, or I guess we could just go over them in terms of what we think will be the, the tricky spells or whatever you want. Uh, I never really had much thought about them. It's, I mean, it's difficult to say anything about fixtures and you haven't seen any of the teams playing yet. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the one thing I will say is that I, I'm quite enjoying the wee uh, four o'clock face-offs that we've got on a Sunday sometimes. Yes, yeah, I agree. I, I quite like that. that. I think there's been a, a bit of a mixed reaction to that uh, on the whole but I th- to be fair I think it was more Cardiff fans that were yeah I saw that, about that but. Um, but I mean again when you look at it as was discussed with that argument there's only a handful um, <laughs> one two three three maybe three, yeah, three, 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 sun, or, four, three or four sun, Sunday at four fixtures Uh so yeah, that is quite cool. Um, it's always weird, I think, when you when you're in the arena and it's a bit more light. Uh, of 
course, when, when you get into the winter months, it, it tends to be dark the whole day anyway. But yeah, it uh, brings a, a different a different element. Um, and yeah, then, it means as well I'll be able to get to some to some Sunday games as well. No miss, no miss the NFL after it as well. So that's great. Yeah, no true, true for yeah. all those NFL fans out there. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so there's the usual uh, September away trip with events at the arena, um, but we 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 start with the the fixtures I always look at really are how we start and uh, how it ends. So uh, it's Fife up first Friday night at half seven, fifth of October, uh, at home, and then we finish against funnily enough Fife. Uh, on a on a Saturday, so um, hopefully this year those fixtures will the, the games against Fife will have a bit more meaning attached to them, uh, and we we kind of compete a wee bit more. Yeah, just hoping. I think that the last five games of the season they seem to be they seem to be really tough. But like if we are if we are in any way in the mix towards the end of the season, then that'll be the the last five games there you've got a double header against or two double headers against uh, Cardiff and Fife and a wee a wee game against Nottingham thrown in the middle there so yeah that's nice it's pretty nasty isn't it yeah, yeah. but obviously by that point we'll be sitting sixth in the day one it'll only matter third in the conference yeah after all this optimism <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah so uh a tough way to end, but I think um, if we got off to a good good start uh, on that that September away stretch, I fucking hate that. I know it's shite, but uh, I think if we we get a good few points there, then it might set us up well. You're always you're always feeling shite if we've had three or four pumpings during that, uh, and then you come yeah. back and not even in the mix. Yeah. I think the, the first was it six, seven, EIHL games, like not not including cup games. The first seven elite league games are all away from home. So I think if we're probably looking at around four wins, I would say out of that seven, and that that gives you a really good starting point yeah. to begin your home your home games after that. Yeah, I mean the first the first league game there is is an away trip to Manchester, so that that's always going to have space. Uh, and again, I, I don't think many teams will, will you know dominate them there just because of what we know about Manchester rink and stuff. So yeah, uh, going away to Manchester, Nottingham, then Guildford, given how well they did last year, that's. Um, that's uh, that's tough. So, as you say, trying to get those four wins out of seven. Given that your next your next league game is Coventry, Cardiff, Sheffield, and then Manchester again, um, trying to find four wins out of that uh, is tough. But then you don't. We might just be unreal. Yeah. Could bizarrely end up with something. No, yeah. never <laughs> nah, absolutely not. But you know, <laughs> you, you never know. It's 
because we've still got the attitude of last year, how bad it was. Um, but you got you got to start with a clean slate, I think. So, um, four is probably quite ambitious, but who knows? Yeah, I think Pete Russell will probably be looking to have a record of over over five hundred going into coming back to to play at Brayhead again. So, um, I think that will be the benchmark anyway. Do you think? Do you think they, that all teams do that? Uh, you know, lay out the fixtures. Maybe the coaches do, but um, put out the fixtures and say we're looking to get X, Y, and Z points out of this. Um, uh, I think maybe more coaches will put put more stock into it than others, but I think it's, they definitely think about it. I would say. Yeah, it's difficult to know as a player whether not that I'm one, obviously, but whether I'd like that or not, because it could probably go two ways in terms of does it put the pressure on uh, mm. or not. Um, but yeah, the, I guess the coaches will have some idea of what they're sort of looking to be at for each stage. Yeah. So, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll maybe keep that to themselves as well. I mean, not yeah. even bother mentioning it to the team, but it'll be definitely in their minds anyway. Yeah. So a tough start, um, but excited for it and see how we get on. Bring it on. As one new Scottish league manager likes to say. Does he? He does. Well, I said that in his press conference to Dell, Stevie G. Bring All it right. on and then here we go, whatever it is. <laughs> anyway. It's coming, it's coming off. <laughs> um, the, the other piece of big exciting news was that we've got a TV deal back in the league with free sports, which is good. So that consists of uh, one live game every two weeks and then a, a highlight show on the week where there's not a live game. Uh, so, and obviously, free sports just came onto Virgin recently, um, but just some way of getting the league back to that kind of TV audience was absolutely necessary. I think it's unbelievable that it wasn't in my eyes. Yeah, definitely. It, it had to happen this year. There was no two ways about it, really. And I would like it to be better, but it's, it's, a, good, it's a good starting point, um, given what, what we had last year. So uh, from that point of view, it's, you've got to give the league a bit of credit um, Overall, I think their preparations going into this season have been a lot better than what they have been in recent years. Um, so, given the the benefit of the doubt for that, um, I mean, it, it would just be good to have to have hockey back on the TV, really. Yeah, um, I think this the standard of the league now and stuff, and the exposure with you know like Liam Kirk and. Uh, the, the the GB team and stuff it just it has to be has to be available for people to see and it's uh, Aaron Murphy that's doing it so he's mega mega positive about the league and stuff so uh, yeah the, the right guy is definitely in place there um so yeah it'll be good good to see games be nice to have the odd one on telly and come back and watch watch a recording back and stuff um yeah now we can actually talk about what's What's happened during the game? Yeah, the th- the thing with the the highlight show, 
Uh, I always find is that I tend to be quite quick on the team's YouTube channels anyway, so um, by the time it comes to highlights programmes, I've probably already seen it, so that's not, not quite as interesting, but uh, in terms of growing an audience that's maybe not seen it, that's absolutely fine. Um, I think the live games are what it's at, so if it gets to a point where there's one every week and stuff, that's that's what you want. Yeah, definitely. Well, hopefully it's in the right, it's heading in the right direction anyway. Yeah. Yep. Um, that that actually reminds me. Um, there was the the elite league trophy <laughs> that was revealed, <laughs> uh, and you had said specifically that you thought it was a a belter. Uh, I think the words I used were it looks a total piece of shit. Um, just getting the getting the league the the news story up just now. Um, I think it's funny. Obviously, it's crafted by a guy who designed, or maybe not solely, but uh, Ryder Cup and the FA Cup, uh, and it looks <laughs> from the picture of Tony Smith and Neil Black. It actually looks like Neil Black the trophy. <laughs> it does actually. Yeah, I can see that now. Um, I mean. What can you actually say about it? No, I know it's it's very vanilla. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't remember the last... Well, I vaguely remember last year it was a sort of bowl thing. Or maybe that was a playoff. Not sure. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's okay. They've paid some designer to go out and do it and it looks... I could go down to the trophy centre and pick up something. Yeah, must be the material and the... Must be the story behind it, the craft. That's what it's all about. It's not about the looks. I've got a bowling trophy that's bigger than that. Oh, and a, ja- <laughs> and a bowling jacket. Indeed. But ho- hopefully the, the standard of the league is not reflected by its trophy. Let's just end on that. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're being harsh here, but the league on, on a whole have done a whole lot better this off-season, so whether, whether that was needed... I'm not sure, but um, most other things have got, they've actually done right for once, so. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Positive stuff, so, as we said, excited for the the league to start, and obviously the the tickets were released for the pre-season games today, Um, so I snapped snapped those up, Um, so, yeah, it's only, only a few weeks away now, so. We'll see. It'd be good to have a, a full team in and uh, the the annual Gary Russell friendly howler <laughs> when that which weekend and game that will take place on. Uh, I think both of us have got all four games covered. Yes, we do. Yeah. So uh, be... are you going? Are you going to both on the second weekend? Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, we do then. You're you're having holiday that weekend. Yep. Yeah, so I'm seeing the first two, but I'm I'm pretty happy with that I think of the the teams I would have uh, picked definitely Fishtown, um, and then I'm going on Sunday obviously because I'm away the next week. But uh, Budapest I guess would have been cool. But uh, we'll bring you the latest news in some form. One of us all have seen it, so. Aye. 
You'll be kept. You'll be kept up to date. Yeah. One point that I actually did think of a while ago, and just to go back to it very briefly, is that it will be interesting to see how we maybe said this actually, but just in general, uh, how the Brits play in the league this year. I think Pete Russell maybe mentioned it in an interview, but because uh, they're in Division 1A next summer, I wonder if the standard of Brit, you know, the quality they produce this year will be higher because they're all trying to get in that team. Yeah, uh, I think it can all be good. It can all be good for the players that are already in the league and for any youth players that are looking to come through and be looking to, to up their game. So it's, it can all be good. It can all be good for um, for the UK as as a whole going forward. Yeah, I think like your Matt Haywoods, Sully, um, and Gary Russell. I think probably Gary Russell, I would say, has got a lot of work to do to get in there. But certainly the other two being in Pete Russell's mind, you know, every day will be the Peacock yeah. as well. Uh, yeah. Will be different. Um, Obviously, people have got their opinions about why they were overlooked, but there'll be no excuse in terms of seeing these guys every day and stuff. So, and they will be. I expect their best seasons almost with us. I'd go so far as to say that. Uh, I'm hoping so anyway. Which would be great, but yeah. Definitely. Okay. So, uh, moving on from the the hockey stuff, then uh, we're just going to mention a, a couple of wee daft things on the side before we finish up um, and one of those was related to something that we had uh, talked about a few weeks ago on the podcast and that was the, the flat earth theory uh, I don't know, was it one of the first episodes we talked about it? I think it might have been might have been, probably one of the first ten I think yeah um, but just found a, a YouTube channel called Beyond the Imaginary Curve and then um, it's a guy who's obviously in the, the Flat Earth Society and he goes to various places in, in Scotland um, but he, he was at uh, Celtic Park quite recently and uh, asking people about about things there uh, <laughs> the best bit was where they stopped Lee Griffiths and his Range Rover, put the window down and started asking him about what what he thought. Um, it was it was strange the way the guy kind of went about it, um, but interesting viewing nonetheless. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it was it was definitely a bit strange just uh, stopping Lee Griffiths to ask him if he's ever seen Bendy Water. Yeah, he was presenting it in a way that, you know, uh, have you ever have you ever questioned this? Why do you why do you think that? That's because you've never thought about it, isn't it? And uh, you know, people when you're put in that position, you probably just say, uh, yeah, maybe I've not really I thought know. about it. Because why would I have thought about it? Maybe if he'd stopped on us, we'd have had a different answer. But uh, in general, Joe Bloggs is not going to say, I will actually nah. It's because of this. <laughs> yeah, he, he was definitely um, he was using he was using some words that you could just tell Lee Griffiths has never heard 
before in his life. Yeah, and he started having uh, this actually, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but overall, it was it was a funny video and it's well worth a watch. I would say. The, it does make you question it. It does. <laughs> well, maybe maybe for about a second. Uh, the bit he would well, he talks about this in a few videos, but where he's saying that the pictures that were shown, they're all they're all just photoshopped pictures, the satellite ones. Um, yeah. But I mean, these guys are fairly convincing, so maybe maybe we're all wrong. Uh, we'll find out. Yeah. Will we? No, we'll never find out. We'll be a pan breed before we find out. Yeah, definitely. We had a, just on the, the note of strange sports, we had a, a reply last week from uh, Mr. David Clark, who had posted a, a video from the rules of a Finnish baseball sport variation called <laughs> Pisapalo. Uh, another one for the, the collection. I actually made a point of watching some uh, Kabaddi rule videos. Oh, did you? I did. And I <laughs> now don't really remember it, but it was basically what we'd said, what we'd uh, concluded with in terms right. of a, a glorified TIG. Um, and just they have to they have to get in that that zone back out, but uh, definitely get that on Sky if you can. Well, if if they can put the elite league back on TV, then <laughs> then they can get the Kabaddi. Yeah, <laughs> you can get anything you want. The the I don't last... really have anything else. Well, I one last thing that was just you are total... obviously more prepared than I. Am. Yeah, well, we'll see. Total nonsense, but. That's the way it goes. It was about the the zoo in Egypt that had were being accused of having a fake zebra, a zebra, however you want to say. It. Did you see that? I did, yeah. I yeah. Did see that. They thought it, they said it was actually a, a donkey in disguise. Uh, it just makes you think all these zoos that you went to as a kid. How many of the animals were actually real? That's a fair point. It's something that hasn't crossed my mind until now. See, if you went out onto the street just now, yep, and you found a dog or a cat or anything else, how do you know that that is actually a dog and not, because that's, not a cat? <laughs> and a because dog that's outfit. just what we, were, what we were told growing up. That's true. Yeah. Have you ever? Have you ever? Maybe I should go and ask Lee Griffiths that. How do you know a dog's a dog? Mm-hmm. Well, exactly. Not just a, a painted cat, uh, but that is that is actually quite interesting. Only because stories come around full circle, uh, and it's an Egyptian zoo. And I actually once saw Lee Griffiths in Egypt at Ten Pin Bowling, which is uh, a sight that I will never see again. But uh, somehow this discussion has made its way back around to this. So if you're listening, Lee, get in touch with us about flat earth and if you remember seeing Sam's face. Yeah, get a wee, get a wee blow on the go. Meet you back in Egypt uh, this summer. Definitely not be us. No, he won't. Not a chance. Alrighty then. Um, I think other than uh, concluding remarks, 
that's us done. Um, next next week, I know we said this last week, but we'll hope to have that final sign in place and start maybe part of a, a preview show um, focusing maybe firstly on the clan and stuff, but then looking at each team and giving our thoughts before the, the game start in anger. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that was obviously the plan for this week, but we'll need to wait to whenever, whenever um, Mr Russell and, and the clan decide to announce the, the last guy, so um, you'll still need to wait for that. Yep, maybe, maybe it's just Rick Jackman or Lee Baldwin and they're so embarrassed that they'll never announce it until he skates out at the end. Or maybe it's a new guy. Or, sorry, maybe it is Lee Baldwin, but they've painted him as a new guy. <laughs> so in other words, how do you know it's not actually Lee Baldwin? What's worse, uh, Jeff Smith painted as Lee Baldwin, <laughs> or Lee Baldwin painted as Jeff Smith? Uh, Jeff Smith painted as Lee Baldwin. Yeah, okay, I agree. Because he was, you know, not, not the best looking guys, Lee yeah, Baldwin. true. A mix of the two would be the strangest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> oh well, on that note, um, there's Just nothing. The idea of that's really funny. <laughs> nothing else left to say other than thanks for turning up, folks, um, and we will catch you next time. Yep, we'll see you next week or the week after, or the week after that, or whatever. Or like next year, whatever. Right. Some buzz. Cheerio. See you later.